0: Good morning! It is time to get up with a Thursday night disaster for Zach Wilson and the Jets. Is this the last we will see of Zach in New York? Plus, this hurts for the Eagles. Jalen is out. Gardner is in. Can they still beat the Cowboys and clinch the one seed in the NFC? And will Tua and the Dolphins ruin Christmas for Aaron Rodgers and the Packers? Can Green Bay stay alive in the chase for the playoffs? Morning on this Football Friday. I am Dan Graziano in for Greeny. Yeah. Look who's here! With the screw. RC in the house. RC in studio. Sacho. how can this miss? Are there no rules on Friday? No rules. No rules. Well, there are some rules. rules, but we'll get to that. <laughs> I'm in the Christmas spirit, so he is in the Christmas spirit. He was dressed as Santa earlier this week. I was. You see that? Yeah.
1: We're they not doing that do.
0: again. We are going to start with the game of the night with playoff implications. <laughs> the Jets hosting. The Jaguars over across the river in New Jersey. You got Trevor Lawrence for the Jags. You got Zach Wilson for the Jets. Here we go. Early in the first quarter, score tied. It's 0-0. The Jaguars with the ball. Lawrence facing pressure. He's going to get sacked by Quinnen Williams. He fumbles and the Jets take over. Set up for a big night, RC. That is not going to be what happens. That is not. In swing <laughs> possession for the Jets. Wilson facing pressure. He's going to get sacked by Andrew. Andre Fisco. Hey. What happened here?
1: That's going to be what happens. Yeah.
2: Spoiler alert. And listen, Zach Wilson, no awareness in the pocket. Andre Cisco is free off of the backside. You have to block that man if you're the quarterback, but that's no
0: anticipation, bad execution. So that's how it was going. They settle for a field goal under a minute left in the first quarter. Game tied at three. Jaguars, Lawrence keeps it himself and runs to the Jets. 25-yard line for a first down. Later in the drive, it's third and goal for the Jags. Lawrence going over the top. He's tall.
2: Down. <laughs> You know what? what? When you're tall, you can do this. That's what I've you been told. You can just reach it over the line. You don't I, know anything about this problem. I don't know problems. anything about
0: that. Five seconds in the second quarter. Jets trail 13-3. to three. It's fourth and nine. Wilson's going to launch a, a Hail Mary. How's this going to go? Is that a team meeting? I think it's a Jaguars team meeting. Here's Bowl what it City. sounded first like first. at halftime. Not a great throw. Oh, oh. They're not happy. No.
2: I mean, it's New York. Yeah. Better people have been very mm. mad, mad,
0: mad. Jets fans not happy about what they're looking at, and it did not get any better. Under seven minutes to go in the third quarter. Jets trail 16-3, first and 20 at their own 30. Wilson sacked again. Jets have to fight. Yeah, first and 20 is not a, a position to succeed. Later on, Wilson rolling right. He looks deep for Garrett Wilson, but it falls incomplete, and the Jets have seen enough. That was enough for Zach Wilson on this night. <laughs> I was glad they had seen enough. I was tired of watching it on my phone. We had all seen enough. Here's Chris Strebler in for the Jets in place of Wilson. You're going to watch him roll out here. He's going to throw deep. He's going to hit C.J. Uzama for a 30-yard gain. What's crazy is it's one of the worst throws I've ever seen, but it's
2: better than any throw the Jets had before he was in the game. Street Wilson worked. on the
0: sideline going, how did he do that? Over four minutes left in the fourth. Jets still down 16-3. to Jets with fourth and two at their own 28. Strebler to Garrett Wilson. He's going to get some yards after the catch. Oh. Maybe they can. Oh, no. The foot strip. <laughs> How is they that? got the butt fumble and the foot strip now. Jags win 19-3. I could give you Wilson and Strebler's numbers, but you don't want them. Here's what Robert Sala had to say about the quarterback.
3: We're trying to change up to get the run game going. Obviously, I know Zach was struggling, um, but he, you know, Strebler came in. He ran a couple of plays, sparked the offense, uh, got the explosive play, and uh and so it just snowballed in, in a good way for uh, Strev. And um, so we just wanted to give him an op- opportunity to try to finish that drive. By the, time, you know, by the time we got it back, again, same thing. We just said, you know, we're already here. Let's just keep going with Strev.
4: What did you see after that, Because obviously it wasn't a good night for him
3: results-wise. Same thing. Just keep your head up. He's got to keep working. Uh, we haven't seen the last of him.
0: They haven't seen the last. Look, he was starting because Mike White is hurt, right? Yep. They, Mike White came in, they got a little, a uh, little bounce, but they had to start Zach Wilson, uh, and it hasn't gone well. H- have we seen the last of him in New York? Hopefully. <laughs> Right, If you are a New York Jet fan, this is what you hope. I mean, it, it, it's a bad deal.
2: And I said that when he was pulled initially for Mike White. When you have a starting quarterback that's a young quarterback that's only in his second year and he's the second overall pick, your hopes is in some way he can show that he's the, be- he's the best quarterback on your roster and your best opportunity to win. But Zach Wilson is not. And he's continued to show that consistently that he has so much growth to do. And Acho's going to talk about it later on, but you have to look at the rest of this team. Yeah, Is Zach Wilson the reason this team can't win certain games? Is Zach Wilson holding them back from their top potential? And I think if Robert Sala looks at this objectively, he will realize that. Now the problem you're sitting in is is Mike White a franchise quarterback? Mm-hmm. Obviously, Strev isn't a franchise quarterback. So what moves do you make, and how much does Zach Wilson not fulfilling his potential hold back your entire
0: organization? That's the question, because you pick a guy second overall in the draft. You are announcing to the universe, we are going to build our franchise around this person. Now, they have built up a good roster but the quarterback's not getting it done. So what, what do they do?
1: Well, yeah, you have to make a change because the roster is better than good. I mean, you look at the defensive side of the ball. Quentin Williams is dominant, right? You yeah. look at Ahmad Sauce Gardner, another top-level player, even Brees Hall, who's injured. This team, not even just for this year but for the future, is primed to win. And the one position that's holding them back is quarterback. And so, no, maybe it's not Mike White down the line. We saw Mike White make some big plays in big games last year and then fizzle off a little bit. I don't know if he's going to be the future for this organization, but everything else outside of the quarterback piece is ready to go. That's what they have to get figured out. I don't believe it's going to be Zach Wilson.
0: It's these two problems they've been confronting at once, right? Like, because they had a chance – their chances to make the playoffs are greatly reduced after yep. last night, but they're not over. So you have to figure out how to get through this season, and that was Mike White till he got hurt, and then you have the next year problem. So how are you approaching this if you're the Jets?
3: This is a, a unique situation, and you have a Mike White, a quarterback that was your backup, that is in—he's going to be a free agent next year. So you have the ability to maybe sign him to a one- or two-year contract. Like, like you, We can have a bridge or a gap here if Wilson is not on the roster, which – Respect is a is a weird thing in a locker room, and and you can lose respect to your teammates, the coaches, uh, the GM, all that if pretty easily, and it's really hard to get it back, especially where when you watch the performance of Wilson and just his, I guess it's just body language. His body language isn't a guy that, to me, is in a place
2: where he can get that respect back. <laughs> so so here's what we're talking about though, and I think we have to put this in historical. Perspective, and you are a historian, you understand this better than anyone sitting at, at this table. But we're talking about giving up on Zach Wilson right now. This type of conversation is Ryan Leaf. Jamarcus mm. Russell-like conversation. Wow. And and I know no, because, be, be, because it doesn't seem as true. great as a debacle because of the person or because of some yeah. of the things we see off of the field, when we're talking about the field of play yeah. being drafted number two overall yeah. in a draft that did have a Justin Fields, in a draft that did have a Mac Jones, right? Trey Lance, we don't really know what he could be right now. Trevor this Lawrence. guy, Trevor Lawrence goes, this guy is the number two overall pick And right now we're saying move on to Mike White, even though we don't know if Mike White's good enough to be your franchise quarterback. He's played that bad. And so when we get down that list of names of the people that's going to have 30 for 30s that are tragic as hell and you hope they swing around and now become great stories,
1: yeah. Zach Wilson is going to be a part of it. But I wonder about this, RC, and I know we weren't going to go here, but as you're saying this, I'm thinking about this idea of remember Tua early in his career, right? Oh, is see the guy, he's benched, he started. he's benched, we don't know, all of a sudden something happens and now Tua's... Early in the season, at least. No, he played having, well. Playing really well. Yeah. Can something like that happen for Zach but, Wilson? But two is
3: different because he he came in with a hip injury. He was injured, and then right. he got injured again. So he was dealing with injuries that were affecting his ability to stay on the field. Zach Wilson, this is a performance issue. Mm-hmm. This is a, a leadership issue. This is the, the backup quarterback gets an opportunity, and Mike White and his teammates have t-shirts made.
2: Of Mike White. Yeah, that's a that's, that's a, big, a that's a big <laughs> sign there, and and it
3: all goes back to respect.
2: Yeah, we're can gonna, we call we're gonna him White Mike though? <laughs> I think that is so dope. You that can, is dope. Uh,
0: hey. I, I, we got to move on to the Eagles and the Cowboys. We're going to talk like more about the Jets and Zach Wilson later in the show. But in terms of the Eagles, it is now official: their quarterback Jalen Hurts will miss Saturday's game against the Cowboys with a right shoulder sprain. That means Gardner Minshew will get the start in a game that could secure for the Eagles the NFC East title and the number one overall seed in the nfc so without jalen hurts there's a sense uh, some people around here still think the eagles can win the game and and, yeah. and rc you've got a tape on uh, a specific way you think they can attack this cowboys defense
2: well i think the big thing for the dallas cowboys right now is how do you play opposite your star trayvon diggs and we know that anthony brown went down earlier this year and he was the guy who we thought was a little suspect away from from uh, Trayvon Diggs. Here you're going to see that you're going to have Kelvin Joseph matched up on the bottom, who is supremely talented from Kentucky. Now, a lot of times when you get this sprint out and you'll see the double move on the outside, you're expecting that you're going to get a comeback. Kelvin Joseph is eyeing uh, Trevor Lawrence. He breaks on the comeback. It's an easy throw and catch down to the goal line for a touchdown for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, you're going to watch. He's just going to get stemmed to the inside. This is a very simple play. Based on this split, we should be playing outside leverage. You see him here on the outside, he's able to, they, they swim through, they get him on the inside, his eyes are again back at Trevor Lawrence, and he's able to be attacked. Now, the thing what's happening away from Trayvon Diggs right now without Anthony Brown is inexperience. Mm-hmm. It's going to be Kelvin Joseph, or it could be right. And these are the reasons that Trayvon Diggs is not being able to affect games because you don't have to throw the ball at him. Right. And so if you're the Philadelphia Eagles and you're a Garner Mitchell, what you have is this. A.J. Brown is a true number one. He's a pro bowler. We have to stop forgetting that the Slim Reaper was the Balitnikov winner. Yeah. That he was a top 10 overall pick yeah. that is now coming into his own. That's going to be the dude on the other side of Trayvon Diggs. And if Gardner, A Heisman Trophy, yeah. if Garner meant you, wants to utilize him this game, I think that could be the matchup that the Philadelphia
0: Eagles exploit. So the, what we were saying is they can attack the Dallas defense even with their backup quarter. This is something Minshew can take advantage of just because Hurts yep. is not there. But what, what is the difference with Hurts not there? I mean, obviously the run game, he's a big part of that as well.
1: Yeah, the run game is going to be huge. But I think this team is built so well where they can be able to hang with the Cowboys even without Jalen yeah. Hurts, specifically defensively. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I know that Micah said it earlier on a podcast a few weeks ago, a week and some change ago about, man, this defense is really top level. Look how much they're shutting guys down on the outside. They brought guys in to come and stop the run. And so that's how they'll be able to hang with the Dallas Cowboys. Now, is Gardner Minshew Jalen Hurts? No. Will he play like Jalen Hurts? Probably not. But at the same token, this team is so well constructed that they'll be able to get by until Jalen Hurts gets back.
0: Right. The coaching staff will figure out how to design a game plan that's for Minshew as opposed to Hurts. They're obviously – they, the, that's they the know thing, what they're though. doing. You know
2: this too, Nico. Yeah. He's talking about a, a game plan. It's a game plan we've never seen with yeah. this yeah, team. Yeah, yeah. So if I'm if for If it. we're in There's defensive no meetings, you're, I'm like, Nico, hey, what do you what think we gonna you're going to get here?
3: What type of run? So, so those things are big. The quarterback – like, keep plays where it's designed just for the quarterback to get the ball and go straight ahead. It's 11-on-11 11 11 football. So now – now with Minshew as your quarterback it's 10 on 11 because you know he's not going to run with the football so it adds a little bit of uh, advantage to the defense knowing that this quarterback does not want to run the football but, but mm-hmm. the Cowboys have had a hard time stopping the run yeah. in the running game so last week against the Jaguars they left 190 yards on the ground that is not good considering we looked at this Cowboys defense in the middle of the year early part of the year and said that they were the best defense we've seen from the Cowboys in a long time. So. You look at just the way that the Eagles in their offensive line is. They have a very physical offensive line, and I can guarantee that they are motivated based on what was said a couple weeks ago. And that's Micah Parsons talking about, you know, Hurts isn't the best quarterback in the league, and it's based on the team. Well, guess what? Now the Eagles are going to have an opportunity to run the football at a wounded Cowboys defense and even with Gardner Minshew and even though he's probably going to walk in that locker room with a tuxedo uh, Canadian tuxedo on full denim
0: (laughs) that's going to be
2: cold
3: yeah he will have like some like fur on I still think the Eagles are going to be able to get it done
2: because of the roster, it's, it's 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 going to be difficult defensively. I don't think you just go in and you dominate because Gardner Minshew is playing. Gardner yeah, yeah, Minshew, yeah. Gardner Minshew is better than in, Zach Wilson. Gardner Minshew yeah. is a guy that started in Jacksonville, a guy that started a game in Philadelphia, yeah. and played well in
3: this put league. Put a little bit more respect on Minshew. You and, know, like put a little more respect on his name. I think.
0: And he to, to, to said he's better than Zach Wilson. To RC's <laughs> point, so
1: to RC's point about a defense game plan, that's what we saw last night with Strebler. Yeah. Yeah. Strebler had success because the defense didn't know what to expect. Yeah, right. you're the not ready for. It not going to know what to expect Mm. with Gardner Minshew at quarterback. It's going to be a different game plan, so Dallas has to be ready. Of course, you're not going to let Gardner Minshew beat you if you're a Cowboys defender, but you still have to game plan for something you have not seen yet.
0: All right, lots more on this game as we go along, and we will (coughs) pick this game uh, later on, but we got to go to break. Now, we come back. Dak Prescott's interception problem. Is he being too reckless with the football? Are the issues with the offense his fault? We'll discuss that. Plus, will Tua and the Dolphins ruin Christmas for Aaron Rodgers and the Packers? Can Green Bay stay alive in the playoff hunt? Come back and talk about that with us next.
5: Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash giftfinder today. That's Macy's.com slash giftfinder. Dell Tech Fest starts now. To thank you for 40 unforgettable years, Dell Technologies is celebrating with anniversary savings on their most popular tech. you for a limited time only at dell.com slash deals that's dell.com slash deals
0: get up is brought to you by jameson widen the circle taste responsibly meanwhile on planet earth we've got quincy williams of the jets uh showed up in a grinch costume last night and kept it on for warmups. uh what do we think about the grinch warming up here rc Well, you know what? The Grinch
2: was misunderstood, and I believe that any (laughs) time we can get some of these guys who have a bad rap when it pertains to Christmas, an opportunity to show the kids that they are fun, that they do want to be a part of the world, we have to allow them to do that. And so for me, the Grinch, I love it. The only thing I did realize was
0: the Grinch was naked all the time. Which is weird. Oh, in the cartoon. I mean, he's got a shirt on here. Yeah, well, he
2: doesn't have anything on the bottom, and that's just (laughs) great booty. Just just, just
0: out there. Lots to unpack there, but we'll move on uh, and play a game of in or out as we look ahead to the NFL playoffs and teams that are trying to get in. Sacho, Washington Commanders, right now, are they getting in or are they out?
1: I believe they're going to be out. The Washington Commanders, they need to get a couple more wins. I think they're out. They got a team in the New York Giants that already have a win ahead of them. The Detroit Lions are surging. I think they're going to win out and get in. That's why, for me, this Washington Commanders team is out.
0: I'm glad you brought up the Lions. Nico, they're the next team on the list. Are they in or are they out?
1: I'm going in with Ooh. the Lions. I like I like, it.
3: I like yeah. Dan Campbell. I'm telling you, he might look like a wrestler, but I do like Dan Campbell. They have the Panthers, Bears, and a big matchup against the Packers at Packers. So I do believe that the Lions
2: are in.
0: You guys are great with the transitions because the next team is the Packers. Yes. <laughs> Packers RC in or out of the playoffs.
2: Well, out, because according to Nico, the Lions yeah. are going to beat the that's Packers it. in the last <laughs> game. Out. and that's the way we do TV. It all ties in, baby. Listen, Aaron Rodgers is going to do his best to keep this team in the fight. They have the Dolphins this week. Then the Minnesota Vikings and on to the Lions. I just can't see them running that table, which they will have to do and get a little help.
0: So I do believe the Lions are in. And if the Lions are in, the Packers can't beat. You say you can't see it, but I'm going to show you how it happens. Packers have to win their remaining three games. And then two of the following three things have to happen. Either the Seahawks lose once. The Commanders lose twice or the Giants lose all three. Again, two of those three scenarios have to come true. And the Packers have to win all of their games, including the one they play this weekend on Christmas Day in Miami. So let's first let's start by putting up our picks for the game. Let's see who picked, who picked. All right, so alright, now I know who I'm starting with. Sacho. <laughs> <laughs> That's how TV works. <laughs> Why are you picking the Green Bay Packers? To I win this I
1: game? love the way that their defense has been playing specifically last week. You saw what Kenny Clark did dominating up front. Well. That he played really well. Adrian Amos is going to have to man the back end. But offensively, I think that I think that Green Bay doesn't have to worry too much about Miami's defense, right? Miami's a (laughs) 28th-ranked defense. They haven't even played overly great even since the Bradley Chubb edition. You don't need to be excellent, right? You don't don't need to be excellent if you're Green Bay. Run the ball. Romeo Dobbs had a good game. Christian Watson played well. That's what you need just to be okay, right? Be what you've been all season. But defensively, if you can follow the same game plan that San Francisco did, follow the same game plan that the LA Chargers had defensively to slow down Miami, which I think you have the personnel to do that, if you're Green Bay, you'll be able to keep this game close and find a way to find a win. Miami's lost three in a row yeah I think sometimes I get it they play difficult teams but sometimes winning and losing in football is contagious Green Bay has won the last two against subpar teams I think you carry that momentum into this game and find a way to win in Miami
0: and look at this the, the Miami has the thir- uh, top three passing offense in the league this year Packers uh, second in passing defense allowing nearly 100 fewer yards per game than what Miami produces Miami has lost three in a row yeah. I saw him in Buffalo on Saturday night. I thought they looked all right, though. You know, and, and that's what's crazy
2: to me, Garage. You know, we're talking about Tua, and Tua did have those two games, San yeah. Francisco, Los Angeles, where he struggled a little bit. But when I watched him against Buffalo, and oh, it's going to be cold, and Tua's yeah. from Hawaii, and it only snowed once in Alabama. I mean, he was on point with some throws yeah. where I felt like his teammates let him down. Mm. Tua lower played winning football against the Buffalo Bills, and I expect him to do the same thing against a very tough Green Bay Packer uh, passing second. Secondary. But when you look at this game and how they need to play, Tyreek Hill taking accountability for not playing as well as he should have mm-hmm. against Buffalo and now being on the right track, I think this team finds a way to win this. But what is like extremely important that we have to remember is what Acho said. The Bradley Chubb edition was supposed to be the Von Miller edition from last year in Los Angeles, and it hasn't been that. You give him 100 mil plus, you want him to impact the pass rush right now. Change what your defense is, and they haven't done that. They haven't taken that next step, and that was supposed to be the championship step. They've actually
1: taken a step backwards. Now, what it has done, though, it's helped Jalen Phillips on the other side. That's been the difference. Jalen Phillips has had a sack or half a sack in each of the last five games. So pretty much since Bradley Chubb got there, that's been a difference maker. But we haven't seen the major difference. The question wasn't about Miami's offense. It was yeah. about Miami's defense. Yeah. That's why you go and make that move at the trade deadline. And defensively, they still haven't achieved to the level that you want to see when you want to see a playoff caliber, winning playoff caliber football team. Which could be good
0: news for Aaron Rodgers and the Packers as they desperately need to go down there and get this win. But, Ninko, you're talking about Miami in December, and that's something that you know a little bit about. <laughs> yeah, I
3: mean, I was a fat guy, so I didn't want to go down to Miami in December. I was I was tired, but anyway, you know, when I look at the Dolphins in those three road games, sometimes they had to actually go all the way to L.A., and they stayed out there. They stayed in a hotel for a full week. They played mm-hmm. two games out there. Then they had to come home and then go up to Buffalo. That's a tough stretch, and I don't think that that's going to be infectious. They're not going to keep losing. I think they get home. They recharge the batteries, and the one thing that I saw last week against the, the Buffalo Bills that I was surprised prize was their running game Mm. and I think if they can get their running game in the mix a little bit more so they're not one-dimensional and you're just focused on Tua and Hill they can hand the ball off and still run for five to six yards of carry it sets them up nice in the in the passing game that's why I'm taking the Dolphins I feel like they're going to be at home the Packers have beat two suspect teams the last two weeks I mean what are the Rams What are the Bears? They're not great football teams. That's why I'm taking the Dolphins. I was very surprised in the Dolphins' productions in Buffalo. I think they're going to come home, and they're going to be great.
0: Yeah, Raheem Mostert had 100 yards in the first quarter. Yes, in the Mm -hmm. first quarter. first quarter. So if they can do something like that, uh, maybe that's bad news for Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, and we'll talk about them uh, more later on. We come back on Get Up. Is this weekend a must-win for Dak and Dallas against the Eagles? And what happens if they lose? Plus... Saquon's Viking Quest. Can the Giants upset Minnesota and lock up a playoff spot? This weekend, we'll discuss when we come back. Back on Get Up, and last night our game of the night was Jaguars-Jets. Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson Thursday night and rainy New Jersey. Early in the second quarter, game tied at three. Jaguars have third and goal. Trevor Lawrence is going to jump on in for the touchdown. Jags up 10-3. Five seconds left now in the second quarter. The Jets are down 13-3, 13-3, to three. it's 4th and 9, and Zach Wilson is going to throw this Hail Mary ball, uh, but it's not going to get any close.
2: When you don't finish the Hail Mary, is this what happened? When you just like, Hail Mary full of, and you forget grace? That's
0: what my first great teacher told me.
2: Okay. A lot of booze. Ew.
3: Oh. That was embarrassing. That was not good. Oh, he's mad.
0: So that's how Wilson's night was going. Over four minutes left in the fourth, Jets down 16-3, and his replacement, Chris Strevler, now in at quarterback. uh, He's going to complete this fourth and two pass to Garrett Wilson, and then he's going to fumble, and the Jaguars recover, and that's the kind of night it was for the Jets, who lost to Jacksonville 19-3 because Zach Wilson just could not get it done in the rain against Jacksonville. The Jaguars, however, have won four of their last five games to pull within a half game of the Titans for the lead in the AFC South. As it stands right now, Jacksonville controls its own path to the playoffs. If they win out, they will be division champions. Our ESPN Analytics give them a 54% chance right now to make the playoffs. We're bring it back to Dallas now, where Dak Prescott has thrown multiple interceptions in four of his last six games, including a pair in Sunday's 40-34 loss in Jacksonville. Thursday, right here on Get Up, Bart Scott said the Cowboys' signal caller has become one-dimensional. Take a listen to what Bart had to say. Listen, the pressure is on, and Dak Prescott,
2: because he's losing his ability to be able to run and extend plays, because I believe because of the injuries are starting to catch up, has to be a uh, pocket quarterback. So now what a pocket so now what he's doing is he's not able to extend plays, put pressure on the defense, they're back in playing coverage, and he's making bad decisions and throwing untimely interceptions.
0: So, Sacho, you were obviously watching the show yesterday, as you surely do every single day, uh, without fail, faithfully. But you disagree uh, with Bart, and you can show us why. Yeah. This,
1: oh, here we go. I got to <laughs> get him with a thing. I'm going to use RC. Let me use your mic. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Listen, listen let me tell you why, because I lost my mic. We're going to be best friends. So, I'm Dak Prescott, consider him a, a chef, right? Let's say Dak Prescott is like a chef, right? He's cooking in the kitchen. Dak Prescott needs to make plays, but he can't do it himself. Any great dish this has great, to have. This Every, give, give me, no, I'm not using my, okay. every, every. <laughs> have some kind of foundation right i come from a nigerian family it seems like tomatoes isn't everything that we eat right so tomatoes <laughs> is everything we eat so think about the offensive line is like that tomatoes right we're making rice and stew and all these things and offensive line hasn't been great look at this you're going to see jason peters but don't watch him watch tyler smith on the left side this is the play before the interception tyler smith is going to get that beat like on this plate dak run prescott run like got sacked three all times this game pressured many more we talked all oh, about this great offensive <laughs> line but in all reality this offensive line is the 29th-ranked offensive line when it comes to pass protection, so it's not just on Dak. That, this base has not been consistent enough in order for Dak to cook. No, he's not going to be the number one overall pick like you see with guys like Trevor Lawrence, but he makes guys around him better. These guys have not been great. And then on the other side of the ball, you're going to go to the receivers, really the other side of the offense. Receivers, I call them like the seasoning. Think about when you're making a good meal, a fresh dish, you have to have the seasoning. Salt, Tony Shacerelli, if that's how you say it. The receivers, Don't not necessarily— Oh, there, there you go. They haven't been great. This interception right here, Noah Brown caught passes like this all game long, but this was not on Dak. This was on Noah Brown. It bounces off his hands. He had six catches, two touchdowns, but this costly one, we saw the pressure, but we also saw the drop. And so, yes, look at guys who were on this screen. CeeDee Lamb had a good game, but Michael Gallup, one catch, two yards. Noah Brown had consistency, but he failed Dak late. It's not just about Dak Prescott. About cooking in the kitchen. It's about all the guys around him that need to elevate their play for him to be great. So I'm gonna pass it back to the desk. Yeah. I got my microphone. What y'all think about that?
0: Take it easy coming back over. Okay, here. DJ. In- 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 we- Sacho. If you don't want you, <laughs> y'all to the mic. Yourself. And I, I re- just, Kenny the Jet
1: Smith Sacho, <laughs> this morning. Shout out. Shout out because that's a great I show. I wanted to knock you in, I to knock you you in the gift in the, the Christmas gifts over there. I you
0: are getting ready to do like a showcase showdown over <laughs> yeah. there at the, at the board. I ran, knock me to know. <laughs> it was great. I, what were we talking We're talking about the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, Cowboys. Sorry, what do you got on deck?
3: Well, uh, listen, I I agree with some of the things you're, that you were saying because an interception, not every interception is, is, is bad. It, it could bounce off a receiver's hands and it goes into the defender and bang, that's, that's a bad play. But it's not just because of deck. But I would say this. You paid Dak to be a difference maker in some of these instances, and if you look at Dak and some of the highest-paid quarterbacks like Patrick Mahomes, you watch Patrick Mahomes, it didn't really matter if Tyreek's on on the roster or not. He finds a way to get the ball to his other playmakers, and Dak – with the interceptions this season, you know going in the playoffs, if you turn the football over, your chances of winning go down substantially. So he's going to have to do a better job of protecting the football because that's his job. That's what they That's Patrick what they pay you to, Patrick to do. Patrick Mahomes
1: has the best offensive line in, in football, statistically. He has one of the best play callers. That doesn't have that offensive line, nor does he have that play caller. So that example isn't the best example. But, but Patrick
3: Watson. is more creative with – His arm angles in and out of the pocket when he's he can run for first downs as well. Dak, I would agree with Bart in this instance earlier in his career in the red zone. They were using him more to run the football, which now they don't. So
2: I think anytime that the Patrick Mahomes comparison is made, it's difficult, right? Because that's like saying, well, you know what? When Steph Curry moved on to this guy, the other guy didn't do what Steph Curry did. Because Patrick Mahomes is that innovative. He is that transcendent. The thing about Dak Prescott is, one, I never looked at Dak Prescott like a dual-threat quarterback. Dak Prescott was a guy that could get outside the pocket and make some plays from time to time. But he wasn't Lamar Jackson. He wasn't Kyler Murray. I don't think that that's what is hindering him now. It is some decision-making, especially against zone. But uh, Dan Orlowski talks about this a lot on Monday. So much about that. Offense is about the read, right? It's about the wide receiver reading the defense, the quarterback reading the defense the exact same way that he does, and now tying those two things in in the route combination. There have been some mistakes there. When we look at the two interceptions against the Green Bay Packers. Now, you go to the Houston Texans, there's the tip ball that Jermon Smith catch, and then there's the terrible backed-up interception into cover two. That's yeah. on Dak Prescott. The last week, gets outside the pocket, his arm is hit, overthrows the ball. You're trying to see where he's trying to fit this ball in. That's on Dak Prescott. Noah Brown, the ball bouncing off your five into somebody else's hand? That's not. And so there's been some unluckiness. There's, there's been some decision-making by Dak Prescott. The problem is this. Other than the interceptions, Dak Prescott is still the quarterback he's always been. The problem with that is he's not—he doesn't produce at an elite enough level to have those turnovers. But
1: he doesn't have to. I think what makes Dak special, what makes that great, if y'all can hear me, let me—I'll pull my mic up. What makes Dak special and great is his leadership ability. Like, that's the difference in him. I I do shows with Dan Mullen, right? I do shows with Dan Mullen. Dan Mullen, he uh, coached him at Mississippi State, recruited him. He he was a three-star recruit. But their strength coach met this dude on one of their visits and said, hey, I don't care about anyone else. Sign that dude. Why? Because that's the best leader I've seen here. Let me Sa-cho, tell you real quick, real quick, You on, can't on, lead on, nobody on, to the no championship. No. You can't play. Well, RC, but if you can make them better, like you make your guys around you better. You make guys around you better. Make C.D. Lamb better. Make, make, make Ezekiel yes. Elliott work on things that needs to get better on. That's, I think, what Dak Prescott can do Sa-cho, for his team.
2: I, I, I understand that, but... I think everyone understands how great of a leader Dak Prescott is. Dak Prescott is one of the best leaders in football. But what we're talking about is actual play. Because when you're going against a Jalen Hurts, who is also an amazing leader, but playing at an extremely high level, those things matter. When you're doing that against Patrick Mahomes, who's a great leader, and all of these great football players who are also great men in the locker room, that evens out. What has to happen for this team is that in critical football moments, and situational football moments, Dak Prescott shows up. Like he did against the Houston Texans for the 98-yard right. drive, but he put him in that position.
1: But but Barcy, real quick, you pointed out just when we were watching that tape, that last interception was not on Dak. No, I. That's a critical wa- moment. He made a perfect pass.
2: Yeah, but he couldn't lead Noah Brown to catch it.
1: But, but there's there's, there's
0: <laughs> always going to be some interceptions that aren't the quarterback's fault. That, that's up, but not but his fault. The, the, the total number is weird. Like Dak has 11, and he's, his career high is 13. Like, right.
1: but that, that's an anomaly, right? Like, and I, yeah. got, this, I got this number from Sack Dak in his career, or from uh, from Hembo. I got the stat from him, though. Dak in his career has the has the fourth lowest interception ratio yeah. for his career, like all time. And
0: the names so, ahead of him are like Aaron Rodgers John Tom Brady. Bingo. Yeah.
1: So, so what we're seeing, I would say, is more of an anomaly than the norm, right? Like Not even to compare it to some things we saw last year, but this is not the norm. And some of the picks are Dak's fault. The first one was Dak's fault. Yes, there was pressure that was on him. But that last one, you cannot place that ball any more perfectly I, I, I agree than Dak. I think the
3: that. question is – is Dak's play today different than it was before his injuries and is he less mobile because of those injuries that's, that's so Barber if you're a defender him. it's when you play some when you're playing a mobile quarterback it puts you in a tough position because your coverage if you're in man to man you're turning your back to the quarterback so you have to play more zone When you're playing those mobile guys as a pass rusher, you can't just pin your ears back and and run past the quarterback is why he'll step up into the B-gap and run until he runs into another defender 25 yards down the field. So I think defenses aren't playing Dak the way that they used
2: to three to four years ago. Patrick Mahomes went through a stretch last year, and Kansas City fans still hate me because I said he was broken. And what I meant by he, by what I meant by him being broken was defenses found a way to make things difficult for him, and he had to find a fix for it. Right now, to me, Dak Prescott is in that same spot where he's playing uncharacteristic to <laughs> yeah. what we've been used to seeing him. But if he doesn't fix that this year, that's a problem that will keep the Dallas Cowboys from advancing.
0: Yeah, I think we got it. We got this. is a great conversation. We're going to get back to it later. We are going to pick this game later on in the show uh, as well. But right now, we do have to move along. Tomorrow night, it's a Christmas Eve tradition. We're going to take you to Paradise for the Easy Post Hawaii Bowl in Honolulu. Middle Tennessee takes on San Diego State, and our coverage begins at 8 Eastern on ESPN, ESPN Deportes, and The Act. When we come back, it is deja vu for Action Jackson. Lamar is out again, and one of our analysts has big concerns about it. Will the injury impact his future in Baltimore? We'll talk about it next.
5: stars in our stockings,
2: uh, MVPs fill the tree. I think it's that time. Every
1: season, you give reason to love you. From
2: December back to June. Uh, 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 St. Nick's in Kings,
0: reindeer in flight. The NBA on Christmas Day. <laughs> Yes, the annual NBA on Christmas Day tradition continues with five star-studded games on ESPN and ABC. Sixers-Knicks starts the day at noon Eastern, then it's Lakers-Mavs, Bucks-Celtics, Grizzlies-Warriors, and then Suns-Nuggets Caps. the night. We go now to Baltimore, where the Ravens are looking to clinch a playoff berth Saturday without quarterback Lamar Jackson. He remains sidelined with a knee injury, so Tyler Hutley gets the start for the third game in a row. Yesterday on first take, Dan Orlovsky had this to say about Lamar's future in Baltimore.
5: My mind says this is not a great situation for him. This organization in the next six weeks
3: are enormous. Lamar's taken a thousand hits in his career.
2: A thousand. And this team, I, just, I honestly believe this. It's crazy that this is going to be a conversation in the offseason. But this is going to be a
3: conversation in the offseason, and it's because of what the injuries have added up, the hits have taken their toll, and because of where that organization sits with how much he means to them.
0: Conversation last summer was about, are the Ravens going to get him signed long-term? And the reason they didn't is because they couldn't agree on something specific, which is he wants full guarantees, and they don't want to give those. That's not specific to his situation, right? They wanted him back. He He wants to be back. That was the story. But now... You know, he's hurt again, and they're struggling late in the season. Do you think this season's had any impact on his future in Baltimore and how they view it?
1: On how they view it? Yeah. I don't think so. I mean, I think they know how much they need Lamar Jackson. The Ravens know how much they need Lamar Jackson if they want to be successful. So it hasn't changed their view of him. Of course, you want him to be healthy, but without him, last year, with him last year, you were leading the AFC. Mm. When he got injured, you didn't make the playoffs. This year, with him, you were one of the best teams. Without him, it's been a struggle. You're wondering if you're going to win these next few weeks. And so they know his value. The question really is, what will Lamar Jackson do in the offseason? If they're not giving him a fully guaranteed Mm -hmm. deal, will he accept it? I think the answer should be and will be no for that question. What do you think, Listen, Listen, the trash.
2: That this offense is without Lamar Jackson is crazy. It's bad. No, it really is. It is. And you, 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 you may account it to two different things, right? It could be that Lamar Jackson is that good, which I think is part of it. But also, you have to build an offense around Lamar Jackson that I don't think many other people in the world can function in and actually make work. When you look at no Rashad Bateman and then what the skill positions is for the Baltimore Ravens, Lamar Jackson has to make people better. And when we talk about offenses and we talk about quarterbacks, what's always the thing we gave Tom Brady? Well, it really didn't matter who Tom was playing with because everybody was better. Now we've seen with Patrick Mahomes, I lose Tyreek Hill. I'm still just as good as I've ever been, if not better. Well, Lamar Jackson has elevated the play of the people around him like no one else can. And Dan has covered baseball and all those things, and you can help me out this. War what does war mean
0: is Uh, it wins above replacement his war
2: Mm. is super hot his war is like Freaking Saving war. Private Ryan type of war, <laughs> right? Because the way that he plays, and so now you have to figure out, are you looking at his injuries as an effect of a, the accumulation of hits? Right. Or are you looking at it saying to yourself, well, when he hurt his ankle, it was a drop back pass. He was trying to get away. He got scooped up. Any quarterback gets hurt like that. Same thing. This year, he drops back. He's trying to get out of the away from pressure. He gets tackled. He hurts his PCL. Well, that can happen to any quarterback. So now the question is this. How do we weigh lower body injuries for Lamar Jackson versus how we weigh lower body injuries for a drop back passer like a Tom Brady? And that's when I think the hassle of the negotiation this offseason will come in.
3: Well, it's crazy. You know, lower body injury for any quarterback is a bad deal. But the thing that bothers me about the Ravens and and the process of this thing is Lamar at this point, he might might start to be frustrated in a sense of, what have I done for this organization since I got here? And he's made them a lot of money, a lot more money than he's going to get, especially if they paid him exactly what he wanted. So you have to make sure that as an organization, you don't start to lose the player. And mentally the player says, you know what, I don't want to play for you anymore because you don't respect what I've done for the organization, for this team. And what he's been able to do just with the record alone when he's on the football field – I think, warrants him to earn the money that he that he wants. Absolutely. I, I want to see him listen, get paid.
2: Listen, we, we, I think we all believe that, but we do understand what negotiations are oh, like. 100%. And we also understand yes. the way that the Cleveland Browns contract with Deshaun right, Watson has totally skewed yeah. the way that these quarterbacks will be looking at getting contracts. If Lamar Jackson goes and asks for more guaranteed money than Russell Wilson, he's going to get it. Yep. If he asks for more guaranteed money than Kyler Murray, he He's going to get right. it. It's going to be the situation of them saying we acquiesce to saying we guarantee every single dollar that's in this contract. Yeah, and I and think I, the I most... don't
0: see their position changing on that. Do you? No,
1: I, I don't. I don't yeah. see their position changing, which makes me believe that the most likely scenario is going to be a franchise tag. If yes. you're going to keep Lamar Jackson but on your it, team.
3: Doesn't that affect Lamar? Like if they say we're going to franchise tag you, doesn't that put Lamar in a situation where he's like, <laughs> I've done it.
1: What, yeah. do, I, what do I need well, to do more? 100%. To, we'll make, maybe it does. And oh maybe no! It, not maybe. And maybe it doesn't. Check me out. If if Lamarf and I got this from Hembo as well. If Lamar Jackson gets franchise tag this year and next year, yeah. he's due to get over the next two years hundred million. That's fully guaranteed, right? What is Aaron mm. Rodgers getting? Fifty million mm. a year, right? Fully guaranteed. Remember Kirk Mm. Cousins, all these back-to-back-to-back franchise tags? I'm not saying you do it because there is a risk of injury. It's only a one-year deal, but you want to franchise tag me? Sure, do it this year. You want to do it next year? Sure, do it again. You want to do it the next year? Oh, by the way, that number is going to go up even higher for that third franchise tag. And so I think the Ravens are playing a dangerous game by not at least signing Lamar Jackson to a long-term deal. That's what I'm seeing right now. I yeah. think likely they, scenario is what we've talked about.
2: Gotta agree though, Sacho. Like, it's not, it's <laughs> not I mean, philosophical. It's not a
1: little I don't see Lamar changing his stance. How did his stance change because
3: of the injury this year? Like, Lamar's, two, Lamar's, two years. Yes, Lamar's, no, Lamar's mentality. Said, I don't
1: think his mentality, why would his mentality, I mean, you could well, say, an injury. Well, He's I, earned the money. He's earned, earned money. the money. He's not sitting there saying, "Well, right, you know, yeah, I, did, yeah. I did get hurt this year, and I was hurt last year. Yeah. so Let me just take something below what I believe my value is." Deshaun Watson. Yes, you can say it's skewed, but he got a fully guaranteed contract. Lamar's saying, "I'm better. I'm better than that." And oh, by the way, the market. What the market consistently does, at least when it comes to NFL contracts, it always goes up. So why, in this situation, should it go down? Right. So- I'm better. I'm better. I'm better than Kyler Murray. I'm better than Russell Wilson. I agree. I'm better than these guys. And oh, by the way, I'm better at least statistically playing wise than Deshaun Watson. So I, I think
0: you're right. Like, he's not going to come off of this injury and go, oh, you know what? You guys were right. You right. not want to yeah, guarantee yeah, yeah. me agree. all that money. I will now take your offer. I, anything, I don't well,
2: what I I'm going to point to, hey, did you see what
1: happened? You went, went out with yeah. her. You watched him do was, yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. If anything, you should do the opposite. You should say, you know what? This is my value. Look what happens yeah. with Huntley or anybody else. And in every every
3: negotiation, there's the other side saying, oh, well, you've been hit a thousand times and you have <laughs> yeah. had a yes. PCL injury, which are really hard to recover from if it is a true PCL tear. Like, those are all things that come into factors when you're negotiating and you're Lamar like, yo, I am your organization. Give yeah. yeah.
1: me like I'm your organization. R.C. said it best. Who's going to replace Lamar Jackson? Right. They'd have to change everything. Yeah, start over. they got yeah, to start, start, start
0: over and construct a whole new off. Everything. And with
1: that defense, Dan, the defense, yeah. they just got Roquan Smith. Calais yep. Campbell's still playing at a high level. Got Ojabalo trying to get back healthy, right? Look at Marcus Williams on the back end. With that defense, it's not time to rebuild. It's time to win right now.
0: What do we think about this week for uh, Falcons-Ravens? We got the picks up. Oh, we're split. Oh, wow. Look at this. See, Ninko convinced me on the Falcons yesterday. I switched. You, yeah. you I, did you not know you switched? Dan? I, you no, I, you I, know. I switched. No, 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 no. I, did, I was just saying. I, okay. I was on it's the... just from
3: what I see with the Ravens without Lamar. Yeah. They're a completely different team. And the, the level of competition, like when they don't have Lamar, it just falls off a cliff. And yes. that's why I feel like the Falcons, even though they have a quarterback playing that, I don't know. Like, I, I, I just <laughs> feel... I mean, I know him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I mean, how him. good he is. You I, met him. I know him. Yeah. I know him. Yeah.
0: <laughs> they're not going to need that many points to beat the Ravens. Yeah. Is, it's going to be a low scoring affair. So, uh, speaking of teams that don't score a lot of points, we come back. We're going to talk about the Jets. Uh, Zach Wilson benched again in the rain last night as the Jets' playoff hopes crumble. Is he done in New York after another disaster? Come back and join us on Get Up.